You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woohoo! So, Whoa, so that, was like, uh, that was like a train horn. Yeah. So I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Because I hit me with it. I'm pretty much only in the backcountry these days. I don't go to uh, to resorts a whole lot, and so I don't. So I wonder, is tele skiing dead, or are there still people that that do it? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think that there's people. That it's do not dead. It. People tele ski, but it's like there's like three guys. Because, um, but how much tele equipment do we do we get requests for each year, Chase? About zero amount. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because we did uh, we stop bringing in the bindings altogether? We did. Yeah, we we carried twenty two designs for, for a long time. Yeah, as we held out as long as we could, and they they just didn't sell. Um, we used to, because we were the only place around that sold mm-hmm. Tele stuff, we used to at least sell through our order. Yeah. We usually would order eight to ten bindings a, a season, and we'd, and now this was like eight years ago when we first opened, we would sell through those usually. Maybe we'd have one left by the end of the season. Um, but over the last eight years, that slowly declined to the point where we just really didn't sell any at all, or hardly any. Yeah. So what happened? Oh, well, but uh, Dinafit happened. <laughs> yeah. I think I think tech bindings and the the development and improvement of tech bindings and tech boots has definitely been one of the biggest downfalls of Tele. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, probably the biggest. So. Back when I was uh, getting into backcountry skiing as a teenager, I had. Uh, my first backcountry touring setup was Fritchy Freeride Bindings, Alpine Boots, Heavy Skins. I mean, it was brutal. It was heavy. It was so tiring to hike up the hill. Mm. And uh, I remember, like, I would, I'd hike up to to um, Dead Tree up above the weather station on Cutler Ridge. So for people who are listening that don't know what that is, that's um, that's like maybe two-thirds of the way up the mountain a little a little more than half the way up ben backside of ben loman it's about a maybe a 2500 vertical feet of climbing 2000 vertical feet of climbing up to dead tree and um if i hiked that in that old gear that was about as far as i wanted to go and i was toast now if i hike it now i could be in better shape i don't think i was i am is dead tree the famous tree that's dead <laughs> no it's very much alive it's like on that yes, one yes brandon good job <laughs> thanks thanks that one it's like a on the trail in the summer it's very noticeable everyone takes pictures of it is that the same one in the is that a different one that you talk about in the winter in a different spot 
Could be. Do you know where the where the weather station is uh, on Cutler Ridge? Cutler Ridge Trail. No. Oh. I've heard um, about it. So if you're going up the <laughs> Cutler Ridge Trail, you you hike kind of west. You kind of work your way west up the mountain, and then at a certain point, the trail cuts left. Hikers left cuts south. Uh, and you do a long traverse toward the saddle below Ben Lomond. Right where the trail kind of cuts le- hard left, up on the little knoll above that is a is a dead tree. Mm-hmm. And um, that's called Dead Tree. Okay. Well, and so that's a... We'll have to go up there. I'll see that's, if that's a, just what I'm thinking of. It's a popular turning around place for people who are backcountry skiing on Cutler Ridge because... Uh, you hike up all the vertical, and then that's where it kind of flattens out, and you have to traverse a ways before you can get to some more steeper mm. terrain. And usually by that point, people are tired anyway, so they want to turn around there. So that's a popular turnaround spot. But that used to be as far as I would ever want to hike on my old heavy gear. Yeah. Now when I hike up to that, I get up there, and I'm just like, oh, I could I could do that twice. Like, I could lap this. But teleskiing is also a technique too you have to learn if you know how to ski it doesn't mean you know how to tele ski right but if you know how to ski you can just do some lightweight backcountry touring binding setup and go for it right so so yeah as a teenager i had my heavy gear and most of my friends who were into backcountry skiing they you most of them were tele skiers because uh tele skiing was a little easier to get in the backcountry yeah and um but then, you know, DNFIT bindings existed back then, but the only, there weren't very many good tech boots that were comfortable, that were good to ski in, that were, I mean, they were almost like skiing in a mountaineering boot um, or, a, or a poor fitting alpine boot. But they didn't make boots that skied really well, that were comfortable to hike in, that were lightweight um, for tech boots. Um, so I I always erred on the side of having heavy boots that skied well, and uh, anyway, so then there were telemark skis. So I got into telemark skiing as a teenager, because that was kind of what the hard hardcore guys did, and I wanted to be hardcore. So so I did it for a few years, and I'll tell you it was it was fun. It was a hard hard workout. Like it, man, it would tear my well, legs dude, up. Dude, you basically lunge like a hundred times down the hill, <laughs> right? Yeah, and uh, and I loved it. It was really fun, and I still I kind of miss it because yeah, telly turn and powder is just so fun. It feels like surfing. Well, it, it, whenever I see a good telly skier, it is beautiful to watch. Yeah, it's an interesting. So you've you've probably skill. seen me telly ski then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 pretty good. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you um, telly ski. So do you? You're still, a good skier, though. Yeah, you're a good skier, and you took up telly skiing a few years ago. Yeah, I tellied for two years, and, and then I got my first touring set up, and didn't there's tell no, it no reason, <laughs> no reason anymore. I, I really did like telly skiing. Um, I just was trying to clear out. I had like nine or ten pairs of skis, and I took the ones I didn't use as much, and sold them and telly's fell in that category yeah um i just i found that um if it was ever deep snow i wasn't proficient enough at telly to take the tellies out so i never skied them when it was deep snow and we had like a two-year span where we just had really good snow and so i took my tellies out like three or four times a season and it just i wasn't getting it good enough to to really justify having them and i yeah i got rid of them and 
like you, I do miss it from time to time. I'm like, I wish I would have stuck with it and, and really just, just gotten good at it. Cause it's fun. And it is, it's kind of that lost art. Um, yeah. I think I'm, I've seen a little bit of a, a growth in the telly side because I think people are kind of going back to it. Like, Oh, I want to be hardcore. Right. I want to do this telly thing that no one's doing. Um, but yeah, there's always kind of this draw for, for some people of doing what nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And so there's the hardcore people, if you want to call them hardcore, that are like, oh, everybody's going to AT, I'm going telly. Yeah. Um, but there's not enough of those people buying gear every year to support us carrying that gear. Yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned we would sell seven or eight pairs a year. And when I was doing the buying like two years ago with ski stuff, I guess three years ago, I think I brought in four pairs and we sold one yeah. or two at full price. And then... Last year I brought in four pairs and I think we sold two at full price and the other two are clearance and so we just we're not we're bringing just, them in anymore. Yeah, we're not making any money we, on it. <laughs> we have an active account with Twenty Two Designs, so if there's if you're listening and you want a new Twenty Two Design binding, let us know. We can get it ordered, but we don't we don't stock them. The other thing that we don't stock is Tele boots. We used to, uh, but after a couple of years of trying to sell Tele boots and they're expensive. They are hard to sell. So we you can't just, use like a regular, like a backcountry touring boot. No, now? It has no. To te- be a telly boot. Telly boots have well, and it and it also Apples. depends to well, telly boots are different for sure. But there's two different types of telly boots now. There's one with the duck bill thing. 70, up Seventy-five millimeter. Yeah. Then there's um, the other one that is the NTN. Um, has little tech inserts on them. Yeah, it has tech inserts on them. It has like a slightly more normal looking toe, um, and then a little hook on the back of the like the ball of the foot. So the binding actually clamps around the toe and just behind the ball of the foot. And it's it's a really cool system. It's a more secure system. A little um, bit easier edge control. Yeah, more powerful system. But um, anyway, so that's kind of a new system. And there, there used to be a pretty decent market for Telemark boots, Telemark bindings, all that stuff. Most companies aren't making Telemark boots anymore. Scarp is one of the few that still are doing it. Black Diamond used to. They stopped seven or eight years ago. Mm. Um, so Scarp is about one of the only holdouts. And um, it's cool that they are. Uh, they probably get enough demand since there's not much competition uh, to make it worthwhile, but it is a, it's a, telemark skiing is cool, it is fun if you're good at it, it's, it's really fun, especially in powder, it is an art form, uh, but I'll tell you what, I just, uh, I'm like, I'm with you, I got lightweight touring gear, and it's like, oh, why would I go with telly, it's heavier, it's slower, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, going down is kind of fun, but the other thing too, is I was telling when I was skiing like 80 plus days a year, and my legs were in good enough shape to do it. And I could telly all, all day. <laughs> yeah. And now I just don't ski as often. And so if I get on tellies, oof, my legs can't handle a full day of telly skiing. They, they have a hard time handling a few, a few, a few laps. A few runs. Yeah. It's, I mean, being in good shape to um, downhill ski and being in good shape to telly ski are two different two things. Two different things. Yeah. And, you know, my legs already burn uh, early in the season when I'm getting in the backcountry and I'm, I'm skiing down the mountain. If the conditions are just wrong. I mean, my legs already burn, let so, alone throwing telly into that mix. I think, and this is what blows my mind about um, 
people who take ski vacations like i i i summer vacation to florida and i have no problem sitting on the beach okay like i can do that but people from florida winter vacation to utah and then they've got to ski like five days straight (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i'm like how do you do that my first day of the season every year is like if i take the gondola up i'm like two runs and i'm done like my legs are (laughs) shot right and then i need like a freaking week to recover five days to recover and then i go round two and i can go probably half a day and then by the third time i go i can go the, i'm back to like okay i got the whole day. and then i'm like how do these people from out of state just burn like plus they're coming from sea level right. and then they burn like five days in a row they've got to they've got to go home in a body cast <laughs> yeah <laughs> right for real yeah i but they do probably actually work out before their trip or something it's, like it'd be very smart because I think, man it's, i think a lot of them also there, uh, sorry if this offends some people. You, these our Floridian friends are <laughs> big listeners to this but podcast. They go up there and they ski a few rounds and they go to the lodge. And oh no, that's true too. They do the take lodge. their time, yeah. Um, and like uh, when I go skiing, because you know I'm really hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky to step foot in the lodge because you go and you ski bell to bell or you ski right. hard, you know. Well, so is that? I mean, that's how like we were trained. We were all trained to do this from a young, right? Like you, if in other words, you get words, on the lift first. It was my friend's brother who took us the most, and it was first chair, last chair. Like that was the first time I was. I, it wasn't called that at the time. It was my brother goes early. Yeah. Okay, you have to be ready at this time, and then you get up there, and you're like, nobody's here, <laughs> and then you you're ready to go, and then you you're young, you're like 16, 17, right? And you go all day, right? And then they they're shutting down the the lifts, and you're like, why are they shutting down the lifts? I still got more in me, you <laughs> yeah, know. Right. And and then you go home, and and you so that's a full day. Oh, it is definitely not like that now. It's like <laughs> if I get there and and the lifts aren't running, I've I've woke up way too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I agree with you because um, I I used to be the same way get first person on the mountain just because it's like well i paid for this season pass i'm going to get every single run out of run out of it i can first person on the mountain last person off the mountain ski as hard as i could all the time candy bars in the pocket for lunch or sandwich in the pocket for lunch eat it on the lift you never never slow down and if your buddy has to stop to fix something you're like i'll catch you on the next lap because i'm not waiting and uh and now it's it's harder to ski that hard all the time. But even still, if I'm going to a resort, I get there first thing in the morning, ski as hard as I can all day long, last person off the mountain, never stop for for lunch. And it hurts more <laughs> now, um, especially if I'm skiing with some good skiers who I'm like, I really have to push to keep up with. Um, I used to be that person that was like always pushing the speed. And now because because i don't ski at resorts as often i'm not in as good a shape i have to really try to keep up with people like chase um but if i'm skiing with those types of people and we're skiing a full day non-stop man by the end of the day just completely hammered but it is so fun mm-hmm. it's just so fun to ski that whole day i couldn't do it on telemark skis but i can do that even in bad shape i can still make it through a full day of hard skiing on alpine ski gear 
So that's what I use. And that's so is that I, why Telemark is dead? Because you can't go all day on a Telemark ski? I think people can still go all day on a Telemark <laughs> ski. The you right, know, I think right one people. of the reasons Tele hasn't completely died is because Tele boots are more comfortable than Alpine boots will ever be. Really? I thought they, they were they, so much they're more comfortable. They're comfortable because they've got a flexible toe. They've you got can, a big, wide toe. Big you can roomy. walk in them and they flex. It's not like... <laughs> Just like these freaking big plastic things <laughs> slopping around as you're walking on the concrete. It's just like, oh, yeah. oh. I remember putting my tellies on being like, these are so comfy. And then sometimes I'd switch halfway through and put my Alpine boots on. And I have pretty comfy Alpine boots, but they just didn't compare to my Have you tried boots. snowboarding? We're not going to get into that one because <laughs> you guys win that debate all the time. Let's put a piece of plastic on my foot. or Let's put some yeah. fabric on my foot. Like, yeah. Yeah, you guys will always win that debate. But I do think it's definitely a dying breed. Um, but I but it, I get it, so stoked to see someone telling. I do too. It'll never die completely, but it's definitely not not real mainstream, and probably probably won't be mainstream Ever. again. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, it is cool. It's so so the back the background or the history of tele skiing is is you know. Teleskiing, they used to telemark ski in leather boots. It was a type of cross-country skiing, and the telemark turn was, it was just a technique for getting down steeper hills on on uh, cross-country gear. And they've made alpine touring gear so good and so light that it's like more efficient than cross-country gear sometimes. And boots are becoming as comfortable as, as a leather telemark boot almost. So there's really not a lot of reason to do it other than if you really like the telemark turn. And I do like it. I just, I don't have the gear anymore like I used to. Um, I don't ski the resorts as much as I used to. I don't have the fitness like I used to. And so, uh, but I, like you, Chase, I get stoked when I see somebody, especially when they're good and it, and they're really skiing the mountain. And man, it's, it's cool to watch. Yeah, totally. So if you, uh, if you're a diehard tele skier, you want to get into it, gear30.com is not the place to That's go. That's not the place for, <laughs> yeah. We to say, <laughs> hit, up, hit up Free Hill Life in Salt Lake. There you go. Um, they know what they're doing. It's all they do is Free Hill, is Telemark. They've got demos, rentals. They're good people too. They show up, well, when we, when we did events, so last year, but early season, they, and before that, I used to see them all the time at different events and they're they're because of that community is so small and they're very encouraging and friendly and nice and they just want more people doing that and so if you're nervous about it don't be reach out to yeah super super nice and i think they understand that telly's not a super well recognized sport and people that want to get into it don't have this huge base to go to they don't have six ski shops to go choose from so hit up those guys take care of you yeah i've been to their shop a couple times and they're super nice um and you can tell that there is a shop they're growing um, from what I mean. I used to uh, Mark McKay was the old sales rep for Scarpa and Ordovox. And he would say that they're they're always expanding. Um, and I don't know if it's because the sports expanding or it's just becoming a place that people can go. Yeah. The, but the 300 telemark skiers in Utah are all going, are all going there. there because that's where they have to go. Yeah. But great people. I'm definitely cool people. So, yeah. Go go see them. I wish we could offer Telly stuff, but there's just not a not a demand in Ogden. Yeah, we just can't afford to do it, unfortunately. We tried as long as we could, and it's just we can still we can still order um, Scarpa, Scarpa um, Telly boots. We can still order um, twenty two twenty two design bindings, mm-hmm. and those are really the ones you want to you want to go for anyway. Twenty two designs probably the number one 
telemark binding on the on the market and scarp is of course the number one boot so we can still special order those we just can't uh and we've got all the other gear that you need for backcountry skiing on telemark stuff even if we don't have the specific telemark bindings and boots yeah so. Exactly. Um, Freehill Life, do you know, do they have a website? Freehilllife.com uh, probably? I think so. I know they have an Instagram, Freehill Life. Goog- sure. Google Freehill Life, Salt Lake City. Yeah. I know yeah. They, they've got a website because they talk about on their Instagram about shipping products to people in the East Coast and all around the U.S. and outside of the U.S. as well. So. Cool. Yeah, that's yep. sweet. Exactly. All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Remember, Go Telemark team. Free the hill, free the mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what my my boss back when I was working at Canyon Sports as a 16-year-old would always say <laughs> after he got done smoking his weed. He'd, free the hill, free the mind, free man. Free the mind, man. Drop the, drop the knee, not bombs. <laughs> uh, I think I've seen that sticker on a few cars. Probably. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, Telemark Skiing, not dead yet. Nope. Uh, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and also tell your friends. Also check out gear30.com, that's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for all your backcountry skiing needs or any other outdoor needs. Uh, only thing we don't do, essentially, is, uh, is bikes. telemark and bikes. Actually, we still do telemark, it's just yeah. a special order thing. We just don't do mountain bikes and yeah. road bikes, so um, we do all the rest, though. So check out gear30.com for all that stuff. Uh, we also carry some of the most unique brands, uh, top-of-the-line brands. Uh, you just can't find most places like Hilleberg Tents, uh, Mystery Ranch Backpacks, Western Mountaineering Sleeping Bags, some of those types of things. So you can find those on gear30.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. Like us on Facebook. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but if you just Google gear30, you'll probably <laughs> find us. And uh, gear30. Yeah. And there it is. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo-hoo.